Sie hören Sport und Musik. In a world where fans fight over whether to call it football, football, or soccer, two German men defy the odds and call it Fußball. Bringing you inside the German-American Fußball experience. And now, here are your hosts, the Schnitzel Boys. Ha <laughs> ha! Yay! It is Monday night. It's Monday night. It's Schnitzel night. It's Schnitzel night. And we're defying the odds yet again. Those odds never tell me the odds because we're defying them. We're defying them. We're defying them. Uh, We know there's a chance and we take it. There's a chance we take it. We're good gamblers because we're always defying those odds. Uh, It is Monday night. It's Schnitzel night. We got Daniel Young in the chat talking about going to a Burna Boy concert. Burna Boy. Yeah, we're now going to be two middle-aged white men pretending to know who Burna Boy is. We yeah, just last, listened. last, 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 last is a song of his I like. I liked, I like to party, I believe is what it was called. Hold on, let me go back. His I first one? To, no, it wasn't I like to party. His no, first hit was. His first oh, hit. Like, yeah, it is like to party. Like to party. Like to party. party. Yep. No, it's what we 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 read it in the comments here earlier. We're like, well, who is it? Look it up. Shows how ignorant we are. But it was a lot of fun. How was it like a full house? Was it like a big house in City Field? What was the crowd like? Yeah, uh, tell, us, tell us everything, Daniel. And it, it, I went. So it was Daniel. It was your first ever concert. I went to my second ever concert last night, and I'm challenging Bjorn to to guess it. It was one okay. of the coolest experiences I ever had. Really. Yeah, I'm a big nerd in a lot of ways, and it relates to me being a big nerd. It was at the Hollywood Bowl. Okay. 17,000 people were there. It was a full house. Uh, I've never been to the Hollywood Bowl before, but it was amazing. It's like, weird, Al, weird Al Yankovic. Close, close. If you had to think he is the best, he is by a country mile the best movie composer of all time, who would it be? John Williams? Yes, exactly. I saw John Williams live last night playing all of his music from all of his movies. What do you mean? Him personally? No, there was yeah, an orchestra. Yeah, no, no, no. He was He's 92. He does this every summer. He's been doing it since 1979. Him and the L.A. Philharmonic. So it's the L.A. Philharmonic. Uh, and then uh, they have a guy named... Their current conductor is a guy named Gustavo Dudamel or something like that. Yeah, so the first yeah. act the first act they play. He's coming to New York. He's taking over the New York Philharmonic in a really or the year after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, interesting. Who's going to take over the LA Phil? The New York Phil guy? They're going to switch. I don't know. It's like a. It's a. It's yeah. It's it's like coaching. It's like coaches in soccer. It's sort of a rotating. It's the same. The same. The same handful of dudes get rotated around. Yeah. I think Gustavo yeah, Dudamel. Gustavo Dudamel stands out as being. Uh, coming to 
rising to prominence very young, actually. But that was a while ago, so he's not as young as he used to be. Compared anyway. to John Williams, he's a baby. Compared so. to John Williams, probably. So what does John Williams, John Williams conducts? He plays? Yeah. What does he yeah. do? And he fights a lightsaber battle at the end of the show. <clears throat> very cool. So What? I'm dead serious. So it's, it's Hollywood Bowl. There's 70,000 people. Everyone has their own lightsaber out. Lights are off. It's just so cool. And then Gustavo Dudamel does the first act. And and he played um, he played Duel of the Fates from Star Wars. He mm. played a lot of he played. And then at the end of the first act, he plays the Superman theme from 1978, which John Williams also composed. Okay. And then showing photos of John Williams with like you know the Queen and Oprah and like the President and all that stuff. And then <clears throat> I think he also plays the Olympics theme because John Williams wrote that. Uh, and then and oh. then when intermission was over, John Williams comes out. We give a round of applause. He takes a microphone. And then he conducts the whole second half of the show. And in between, he has stories about, like, oh, uh, I, I, I've worked with the soloist for 30 years. It's the 30th anniversary of the Schindler's List song. And then a soloist takes everyone to tears. And then at the very end of the show, he's playing Star Wars. And he plays Yoda's theme. And they have the green lights on for all that. And then he picks up the mic. And he goes, this is E.T. And he just drops it. And everyone, like, claps. Like, every time he plays a song, everyone just gives him a standing ovation. And then, and then at the end, Gustavo Dudamel comes out with a lightsaber, walking from off stage, with and a big fight. red lightsaber, and he goes to John Williams, and he's, he starts to conduct it with the lightsaber, and then the little conductor's thing also becomes a little red lightsaber, and then someone gives John Williams a green lightsaber, then John Williams and Gustavo Dudamel like pr- fight, pretend to fight with lightsabers as they get off the stage. It is like such a fun show. That it was sounds amazing. amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that was my second ever show. Perfect nerddom. And dude, John Williams, he wrote, so much was left out. He wrote Jaws. He wrote Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Jurassic uh, Park, you know? That Jurassic is- Park, he did play Jurassic Park. He played his Jurassic Park theme, and it is amazing. The, uh, um, yeah. uh, I mean, Jurassic Park is kind of, it's under, you know, as a soundtrack, it's like, uh, you know, it's amazing. Steven Spielberg goes, can you write some music for my dinosaur movie? And he just writes these incredible, yeah. <laughs> yeah and then I go on YouTube, and essentially he tours the world. There's a lot of videos of him at the Berlin Philharmonie, uh, the, the Berlin Philharmonie, mm-hmm. and then in Wien, at the Wiener Philharmonie, in that, yeah, in that yeah, beautiful yeah. old thing that could easily have, I, ma- I should Google it, but I imagine that's also where like Mozart played his stuff back in the day. It's in Vienna. It's this beautiful golden, like, uh, building or something but anyway john williams is there working with all these different bands he does the boston pops and stuff he just goes around the world and they play his music and he tours the world and it's amazing and that sounds great yeah so that was my second ever concert how okay. did it compare to was it better or worse than rammstein it was different on many levels but for both of them <laughs> that's a pretty good that's a pretty good like if you had to pick two shows that shows some some a well-rounded quality <laughs> i have a well-rounded taste let's put it that way uh, and so, it was very, very uh, uh just the update here gustavo dudamel is going to take the take over the new york philharmonic um Effective with the 2026-2027 season. So That's unlike amazing. coaching, unlike yeah. coaching changes, they plan this this way ahead. So Gustavo Dudamel is arri- is going to arrive just ahead of the NYCFC Stadium. If he survives that far ahead. He's only 42. But, yeah, he, but he, he did. He, 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 why would you <laughs> assume that that would happen? I'm not assuming. I'm just saying life happens. I don't know. Life happens, that's all I'm going to say. 
Well, that could happen if he had a contract starting this summer. It doesn't. I would love it if soccer did that. Like this summer, like like NYCFC signs a coach and on his introductory press conference, this is Nick Cushing. He's he's our new coach. Also, we want to take this time to announce that in 2027, we've got Patrick Vieira coming back yeah. as well. <laughs> well, I I uh, keep thinking that Pep Guardiola is coming in in. Uh, around that same time because he Maybe. said he's going to do he's going to do two more years he has a place in new york he likes it here and he's yeah. gonna he said he's gonna have two more years at city so that's um you know 23 24 24 and so by maybe by 25 26 or whatever maybe he'll take a year off and then he'll come to to open the stadium that'd be fun well this is another good mm. this is what i've been thinking about a couple times I believe when NYCFC move into their stadium in 2027 or 2026, depending on who you believe, they're going to sign. No, like 2027 a big... is the is the earliest it could happen. Well, there was news though where a city councilman said it could be open before the World Cup. But granted, he's just talking. But no, there's there's no chance of that. I agree. I mean, with the mob, we got to pay off the mob and all that stuff. So it's going to take a few years. The mob. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got to. Is that still a thing? It is in my mind. <laughs> Anyway, who? So let's say NYCFC. The Willets Point. The Willets Point mob. Mafia. A handful of eighty-five-year-old dudes. They've just been sitting there waiting for twenty years for the payoff. The big. Eventually, eventually, they're going to build something here. It's going to be big. We're going to make a lot. They're going to pay us off. They're all sitting in folding chairs. They're all just yeah, exactly. Right off the Willets Point stop. Right off. Just been waiting for the big payoff. This is their last. (laughs) Their last stand. Hey, we, we got them to get all those deeds for all those mechanic oh, shops yeah. they owe us. And it's very similar to the plot of Romeo Must Die, by the way, if you've ever seen that movie. I have not. It's a great movie, great Jet Li martial arts movie. The whole point is that the NFL is building a new stadium in Oakland, uh, and, and uh, the, right. the mafia is collecting all the deeds for the waterfront to make that happen. <laughs> and they're doing it very illegitimately. So when I think of Queens opening a stadium in the middle of Auto Mechanics Row. I'm like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> they need to get those deeds somehow. Well, that's been uh, going on for a while, though. But yeah, uh, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe anyway, those, who who those do you dudes think, are real? Who do you think would be the world's biggest 32 year old has been star at that time? Then when CFC can sign to open up the new stadium, would it be Harry um, Kane? Probably, well, presumably, supposedly players. Christian Pulisic is then ready. That was that was discussed right that he's like gonna be yeah after a couple more years in europe he's gonna be the face of um yeah that's an idea that's actually could be him could be him um although i don't think it's not a cfg kind of guy i don't think is my sense but who knows and uh who else could we try to think who would be like you know curry benzema or something who would be Kareem Benzema is going to Saudi Arabia. That's know, a one way. That's a one way street. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like, who's going to be 35, 34, 33 in 2027? That's a big star right now. That means right now they would be 29, 30, right? Something like that. Yeah, so it would be Harry Kane probably. Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Let's go. I accept. Yeah, 33 year old or 34 year old Harry Kane. How old is he now? Mm-hmm. I know he's not a spring chicken. But would he go to City Football Group? Sure. Yeah, he just goes for the money. He's 29. So, yeah, he'd be 32. That's Perfect. a good age. Perfect. Good. We'll take Harry Kane. 
So that's my shit. Fighter pilot, fighter, fighter pilot looking hurricane. Not really. I think for queens, we probably would probably need a little bit more uh, South American. How about Gabriel Jesus? Yeah, Maybe, you know, like kind of aiming a little, aiming a little lower here. That makes sense. But is Gabriel Jesus a draw of a name, though? Uh, no. You know what I mean? Like we know he's a good player. But it's not like if Gabriel Jesus showed up in New York. Oh, you're like, talking Gabriel now, Jesus. Now, 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 this is this is part of the Messi effect that the the um, we have to we're we're, we're shooting for the stars. Got to be only the biggest the biggest names. So yeah, then I guess Harry Kane. Yeah, Harry Kane is it. Who else in on Germany? I can't even think of no. Germany doesn't of have anyone. Good I think anymore. we would have. Oh, by the way, I know this is the U.S the u.s hour but since we don't have we're on summer break with the german hour sure hey this bastian schwein basti schweinsteiger do you see this basti schweinsteiger said about pep guardiola pep guardiola ruined german soccer <laughs> this this really was an odd was an odd thing well that this is that was the u.s version that was the german version of landon's pulisic needs to come to mls comments um very explosive, very debatable, and uh, out of context, I would say. I think it was just out of was after, like, out, okay, tell it was me from the, the ZDF broadcast or something, right? It was just on the side of the field. No, this was. I saw a clip on. Uh, I saw a clip on Twitter where he was just kind of giving a zoom, a zoom looking, a zoom looking interview. I don't know. I mean, he definitely, you know, he's 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 not an he's not an idiot. Um, no. That we know of, maybe he's that we one. that we that we know of. But he, so he did kind of, you know, sort of preface this by saying like it's 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 um, it's hard to say this in two sentences. And he wanted he wanted to convey that he he understood there was some nuance to this idea. But like he basically, the gist of it was that there was an identity to Germany, you know, where they fight and they the Germans are a fighting team. They run more than everybody else. And then Pep came along, and now everybody was just wants to just do pretty passes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was really, I like, I like, I like Bus. I mean, obviously, he's a he's a legend. I also kind of like him as a guy. He seemed, but like, I had a hard, I had a hard time, like even finding any finding anything to to connect to to what he was saying. I think right now Germans are at a loss and they're offering whatever they can because uh, he's not the only hot take that's been offered, Mateo. So, but his is his is full of holes. Like uh, Pep Guardiola was there for three years. Bayern München had their best season mm-hmm. the year before he arrived, and then he showed up, and then they've been fine. Like they won, they won before Pep, they won after Pep, and the yeah. German national team won. Around that time too, but they were on a trajectory well, and, from and 2010 20, onward. And you know, 2014, so. also 2014, it's not like you know we won that he was on that team. We won that team was not a team of bruisers. There was no. there was Tony Kroos and and Mesut Özil and and uh, uh, you know people who were definitely playing first, kind of uh, yeah. And that was way before. It's from this, the academy revolution. Pep Guardiola had nothing to do with it. When 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 the German reboot There's happened, the... They... sorry, no, go ahead. Yeah, when the German reboot happened and they had all the academies, 
they changed the way they did they, they train the German player. And that's just what happened in 2014 came and we won the World Cup that way. And German players are a little bit different than they used to be, but that's because the whole world of football is different than it used to be. Football evolves. So to sit there and say that we do too many sideways passes and try to do a tiki-taka too much, that's not what I'm seeing, A. But B, if he if he wants us to be more direct, then I'm I'm all for it. Whatever it gets us winning. Well, it's again. also this know. is the other this is the other the other thing that didn't make any sense to me. It's also it's not like these it's not like this is an either or kind of a thing. Intensity is still good. Intensity and and uh, um, and being strong one on one like Pep's teams. If you look at City, it's not like they are complacent. They are very high intensity team. They they right. are. And and he went out of his way to get those guys fired up. It's not like this idea that oh, this is like this clinical thing, and you you just kind of. Uh, um, I think it's is nonsense. It's not. It's not the case. I think. No. I think any time, uh, all things being equal, the higher intensity team is often going to have the advantage, no matter what your tactics or your whatever it is. So this this is always. Like you have, you got to go hard, um, or, or you have to, to go begin, home to begin with. You have to go hard, or you have to go home. Thank you. Exactly <laughs> what I'm trying to say. And uh, and if this if this this German team currently is lacking some intensity or is lacking that 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 fight, then you know it ain't Pep Guardiola's no. fault. <laughs> He's not related. He left in 2016. He's been gone it's for. Like- Seven years now, so don't worry about that. That's mean, why. Um, so, like I, 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 but I think it's as simple as that. You know, when when a TV show starts to fail, the analysts come out. When stuff is when we lose, you know, if a penalty, kind of like when the U.S. missed the World Cup, if if, if, if the ball went four inches to the left. And got in the goal right. as opposed yeah. to right. Then, then everything's right. good. Small. Everyone's a genius. Right. But because small, it was yeah, right. to the right, we've been in analysis for four years. That's so. always the case because of these small margins. And then it's like, oh, the ball just went to the right, and all all your all your life decisions that you've made up to this point are responsible for right. for this. Yeah. Right. No. But that's what I'm. That's where you know, if like, of course, if there's like RTL pundits or whatever saying this kind of thing, you don't even pay attention. But it's. But like, I don't know, Busty Schweinsteiger, yeah. disappointing, yeah, yeah. weird. Yeah, I mean, he's offering us two cents. Maybe he'll clarify. I don't know. It's his opinion. There's some, he's there. I'm not. What I will say is, the analysis to me, as far as German soccer in general, really boils down to this. It's 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 maybe a bigger issue, but it's like we have this reboot and we have this plethora of all these young German stars coming through the system and created this golden generation where they won the world cup. And since that's been over, the well has run dry. We, I don't know where the new players are. Where are our number nines? Where are our defensive wingers? You know, uh, uh, we do have, we, we have a strong midfield pack. Sure. Uh, but that's about it. Our center backs are also disappointing. It's like, where is this, our well, our well ran dry. So, like, we're waiting on a new generation of players coming through, and the gap is big. Germany is kind of in, in what the U.S. was in 2018. It's like a transitional moment where the old players are too old and the young players are a little too young right now. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the difference being that also our, like, we've been spoiled rotten by the consistent 
see of our, you know, when I'm talking about Germany, like they, right. they've just been uh, so good for so long. So our expectations are also high. Yeah. Um, well, how, with that being said, not going to have a group two times in a row is for the quality of players that we have. Yeah. Even though the wells run dry, that's in German terms, you know, they're still good, decent quality players. Well, I mean, yeah, we don't have to but, talk about but, that again. I, I think this, this time, this last time we were a little unfortunate. I think that we deserve, we deserve to go through. Uh, on the on the quality of performance, the 20, 2018, we did not twenty uh, twenty twenty. When was this? Twenty twenty two. Twenty one. Well, twenty twenty eighteen was a psychology thing, and twenty twenty two was I don't know. Yeah. Well, it was a psychology know. thing. It was also Yogi Love being firmly in his Vegas phase, yeah. f- feeling like he doesn't need a defensive midfielder. You know, that kind of thing. Anyway, I think there's more. That was different. I think they, they deserve to get, they deserve to go out. And last time, I don't think, I think, I think, I thought they played well enough to, to advance and then who knows. But uh, to fix Germany, they need better players, what I'm saying. They need better number nines. It's like they need a, they need maybe. to wait a little I mean, bit. the number nine, the number nine thing is true, but the number, like there's tons of, there's tons of countries. I mean, who, who are, who are the the absolute world class number nines? Like there's three or four, five, you know. Uh, uh, who are we talking about? Harry Kane, uh, well, Kelly, well, Benzema. Benzema France. is going to France. Is uh, Benzema, Christopher Nkunku, and a guy named Kylian Mbappe. You know, like, yeah, but like he's a winger. France's like he's players. not a. Yeah, but he's he's a. Mbappe is a winger. He's not a not a nine necessarily, but. Uh, Oh, yeah, Lewandowski. Um, I think or I'm just saying. I'm just saying that we share that problem with a lot of other countries that we don't have a world class number nine. I think, yeah, whatever. Anyway, I will talk about this many more times. I was just, I was like, Basti Schweinsteiger, what are you talking about? Yeah, I, like, it just made me. It just made me furrow my brow. Anyway, our next segment of the Germany America Hour is that there was a big i need to read this article in deep i just read Derek ray's translation of it but there was a huge slam piece against ricardo pepe in kicker today it's called the american nightmare and it was about uh ricardo pepe's transfer to ausboy how he's too expensive and how he was just not a good player um and it quotes marcus feinseel coach at the time being like he did not match our expectations and just talked about how ricardo pepe was way essentially it's just he's overpriced and under talented uh, was what the article was about. And, you know, <clears throat> they're not, you know, they have their opinions, obviously. My, I can't help but respond to it. It's like he was stripped right out of MLS, a little thin kid, only played pro for a year. And you put him right on the field of the Bundesliga field. Well, you know, and was he amazing? No, but also Augsburg in general was not amazing. And I don't know, Shouldn't you have known who the player was before you got him? Shouldn't you have known him before you spent money on him? You know, and this is happening at the exact same time that Gladbach are still trying to sign Brandon Vasquez. They're still, I just read today, they're still after it. I think they, Brandon Vasquez has a $10 million price tag, and Gladbach thinks that's too high. And that's hmm. also another situation. A, maybe Ricardo Pepe set a precedence where German clubs want to pay less. But B, we also live in a world where $8 million is nothing in the world market, right? I mean, I mean, for, at the time, right? It did seem like a lot. Twenty million for for, for Augsburg seemed, aggra- seemed aggressive for Augsburg. Yeah, I think they they had their American inve- investor kick in some. Right. That's why H- half was paid by the. That's how this all this right. all came to be. 
And um, but but he was great in Dallas. He went to Holland. Holland is a lesser league with Crush. Now he's going to PSV. So the only variable in this whole thing is Augsburg, right? Aren't they the ones who like they talk about how Ricardo Pepe was underperforming and not good? It's like yeah, but a, le- a year later he's now the star forward over at PSV. So you know who's well, to blame we'll here? See, we'll see about star forward at PSV. That's to be to be to be determined. But true, but he, he scored a lot of goals in Groningen. Scored, go, he scores goals in Groningen. Yeah, Ausbrook's the only. He scores goals for his national team. His Dutch club is American club. The German club is the only club that couldn't get any goals out of him. Now I don't know if that's the Bundesliga. Or the club, or a mix, or what? But I find well, it very interesting that they had a player for half a season, and then they throw him under the bus and write a whole article about how he's not very good. <laughs> well, it's kind of right. It's like I mean, you, yeah, exactly. You bought you bought him. So if you want to, I mean, you're you're really only you're only criticizing yourself. But uh, I mean, who? This is it's such a crapshoot, right? Like when you come, it's just such a cult. We see this the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. All the time, Europeans coming to MLS, and even if it's not, you know, even if it's not obviously not a better league or just the transition is always, right. it's always hard. Always takes a little time, and I guess it, when you spend that much money, you don't expect you're you want to see stuff immediately, but it does. It's just not how it always. It's not always how it works. People are people are people. People are humans, and they're not machines. It's not like it's not like you just take a chess piece from one from one board to the other and it's it will perform Seamless, the same it's yeah. not how it's not how it goes it's, it's always a little time always a little time involved and he seems like he's figuring it out which is great and augsburg whatever i mean <laughs> like they're augsburg, not figuring it out so augsburg's still gonna be augsburg yeah 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 well i was just i wanted to bring that up okay we had a big week this week dude i had a great Lots time of games. Tons I, of was games. At, I went to two live games this week uh, mm-hmm. I might go to another one. I've been going. I to only went to one. Games. I just went to one. Uh, yeah. Here's another question for you, Bjorn. Yes, I'm ready. Nick Cushing loves to go shop at the men's warehouse. A great, a great suit outlet. Great for suits. What I went, I ran into him the other day at the men's warehouse, and he couldn't help but leave a certain section of the store. It's his favorite store. He told me. I'm here all day, every day. I buy from this section. The lot is my favorite section. I'm a kid in the candy store. I love this section. I was like, oh, that's really cool, Nick. What section of the store do you think Nick Cushing was at? The ties. <laughs> Bingo. I caught him in the tie section. He mm, loved okay. ties, man. Very, buy one, very, get one, three for one. That's really good. That dude's this covered is, in ties. Yeah, yeah. That was, this was very funny. <laughs> Did you like very, the long very, way? You like the long way? Was very, it worth very the punchline? funny. <laughs> the, the punchline, and then I ran. I ran up. Then I left. I went to Josse Bank, dude. He was the tie section there too. Oh my god! Then I went up to Brooks Brothers. Just loves those ties. I went to Brooks Brothers. He was at the tie section there too. He's like all the places at once. You know the it's pie very shop. Funny. Very very funny. Yeah, very funny. Except if you listen to his press conferences, he does not love these ties at all. <laughs> What is it, 11 in a row? Like, literally, He's, you guys tie every week. Uh, seven out of the last eight. Yeah, yeah that's a lot we of have, uh, We have not lost in a long time now, but we also only nice. won, have, have only won one game. This, is, this was really, I mean, I was... I was uh, they, uh, also, a lot of them have been late late ties. Like, the, like you're up one ties. nothing, and then the last the team def- gets you at well, the end. And, and that, has, that has gone in either direction. 
right. too uh, among among these ties. We've had all kinds of ties. Um, and I, I declare, you know, because we were really struggling for a while there and couldn't get any points. And so then I, for a while, I declared ties are like wins. In 2023, ties are like wins for us. These last two did not feel like wins. They felt like, they, they, they felt definitely like ties at, I mean, the, the, the game on Wednesday I was at against Charlotte. And that was just one of those where uh, we had so many chances. Um, that was a two-two, right? Just, was it? That was that was a one. Two nothing. Oh no, that was a one-one. That was a one-one. I mean, I Charlotte, had Charlotte had, Cincinnati. Sorry, Charlotte had one shot on goal, and then we had so many, so many, so many shots, so many chances, and then only got a late, got a late equalizer, which was fun. But then we really should have won that game. Talis Magno. He gets himself in good positions, but he he does not finish. And then the same thing on 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 Wednesday was even well. On Wednesday we had Justin Hack, homegrown Justin Hack scored his first professional goal, and he I was saying to somebody in a in a text that he hit that ball harder than Talis Magno has hit a ball all season. Like he really crushed that. I first thought it was a toe poke, but it was yeah. not on on on. And then, and then uh, uh, Columbus got Cucho Hernandez uh, thrown out with a second for, with a second yellow, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, which then Rilfred Nancy was very upset about, and also got got yeah. uh, got thrown out. And, and there was a lot of there's a lot of turmoil. And then yeah, and we, I thought, oh, maybe we. I was actually. Uh, watching this on delay, I was at a birthday party and I came back and I asked my and I asked my son uh, if I should watch it or not. And his expression kind of, you know, gave away that we had not won this game. So I was <laughs> like, even even yeah. when we were up and uh, when we were up, and it was like 15 minutes ago and, and a man up and I was like, this something's going to happen. And sure enough. Uh, we gave up another kind of dumb, dumb goal. And I mean, if you're a glass half full kind of guy, like, yeah, I mean, Hans Wolf is saying he was so, so happy for Hack. Me too. I jumped even on delay. I jumped out of my seat. I mean, that kid, he has, uh, um, he's been on that team a long time and he's just now a regular starter. And this was, this, this is. I mean, yeah, and he is—he is really—he's from the five boroughs. He's from, I think, East Village and Brooklyn. He spent some time, so this was just feel good all along, like all around. I was so so happy for him. And yeah, if you're a glass half full kind of guy, like I—I I, I mean, there's a lot of good signs from this team. The team is has not eight games the towel. undefeated, right? Was eight it? games undefeated, and this Pretty this good. was. Uh, I mean, these were two games that we really. I don't even. I didn't look what the XG was and all of that. But these are two games that we 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 should have won. So obviously the results are frustrating. But this is it's a lot of positives. And if we ever fucking sign a striker, good things good things could happen. A lot of people coming back. Thiago Martinez. I mean, this is really when you're talking about Nick Cushing. No one's gonna have him in the running for coach of the year or anything, considering you know where we're at in the table. But he's doing a good job. He has 
he has really he has expanded this roster in spots where real you know like Kevin O'Toole is getting time, Turnbull, Justin Hack, all these guys, and they and it's so valuable for them. They're never going to be on the national team or whatever, but like there there is there, and when there's more, when there's new people coming in, this is only going to be good. We're going to have have these these players that are ready to go, that are that are honest God depth pieces that you can throw into a game, which, you know, like six months ago, you wouldn't have thought that about Stephen Turnbull or. So it's safe anyway. to say I had no feelings against it with Stephen Turnbull six months ago. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. It was not really in my mind. No, no, Nick no. He can't be coach of the year. He's spending all his days at Bertdorf Goodman. At the tie <laughs> in the tie section. I'm literally just thinking. Well, I'm saying he's course. not going to, you know, like, but if the, but the people who are. He's at Barney's. He's at Barney's. The people who season. are Cushing, who are, who want him to be fired are not watching the games. This is, this is a team that's figuring it out. I think. Uh, Whether it's soccer, there will be people who want those people fired. That's just a fact. Well, saying. yes, especially in especially in our in our fan base, it's very in our high little expect- sphere, very high expectations. But yeah, it's it's uh, I I mean yeah, frustrating results. We could have certainly used those extra four points. We would have been in a playoff spot if that if because now right now there's a there's a bunch of there's a bunch of teams a bunch of teams with twenty six points. And, and the one with by far the worst goal difference is on top because yeah because wins the, is the first because tiebreaker. wins is the first tiebreaker and for whatever reason and the drawmeisters that we are according uh, to Huntsville we will not have that tiebreaker in our favor <laughs> so so yeah we're gonna we're gonna need some more points to make the to make the playoffs and if if and yet Twitter continues to be ablaze with all kinds of striker. Announcements that are supposedly imminent, but yeah, Carlos, uh, what's his name? Carlos Tevez coming in. Carlos Tevez, <laughs> also not a, also not a nine. I now, last 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 uh, last time I was tell I was saying how the Red Bulls had been a little unlucky. This time they've been a little. They were a little lucky. I was going to say the the big talk this week at MLS was officiating just across the board. <laughs> so many like my, my favorite. Did you see that the the biggest thing of the weekend is that was it that Cincinnati player against Kansas City, the guy who just ran in the center circle and shoved him over. Remember? <laughs> yes, I saw that because he was time wasting before the. <laughs> I like I'd never seen some of that before. <laughs> Also, the Gold Cup, so many first. Like, ML, this is a great region to like, see very specific things. Uh, I'll, we'll get in the Gold Cup in a second. But, like, like the oh, Gold right. Cup, the ref, right when the game started, the ref just gets the ball slammed in his face. <laughs> and then <laughs> really they don't really have a replacement plan. So, they're like the fourth official Has replaced to go him in, for a yeah. bit. And then, thank God, it was a double header. So, they called the assistant linesman for the last game. It was only like 20 minutes out because he left or whatever. And like, turn around, come back. We need you for the second game. So he turned around, came back, replaced it. So the first half of the USA-Canada game had three different AR lines went on the same line in one half. Uh, yeah. And that poor assistant referee didn't just do two games. The second game went into overtime and penalties. That dude had a long day. Yeah. Uh, but, but anyway, uh, MLS officiating all around, and the New York Red Bulls were very lucky. Uh, Pro released a statement today that the decision was wrong. They said, mm-hmm. we are wrong. That should have been a goal. And uh, good on them. I do like that, by the way. I like it. And Troy, I, I think Troy, to his credit, like basically apologized, right, to Bruce Arena right after the game. I, Maybe. I 
Probably, I would. Troy's like that. He's an honest. And he man. was saying how, yeah, you don't want to really win a game like that, which I no. mean, good for him. That's probably, I like it. That's a, that's a stand up move. I mean, we don't want to lose a game like that. It was such a. We were up two one. It was our game. We were very dominant. And then at the end, they got that. You know, they stuck a goal in, very sloppy. And then thank God the referee pulled some step of his butt to disallow it we're like i'll take it <laughs> we'll, we'll take it <laughs> we, we, we need three points uh but yeah apparently the way it worked was um what's his name the guy the uh, andrew farrell right andrew farrell scored it from outside the box uh and carlos uh coronel was his sight was blocked by one of the new england revolutions verani i forgot i think verani is his name blocked and it went in the goal and then they disallowed it because that's an offside. If you're in an offside position, you block. But the, your defender there. made a made a play. Tom Barlow, Tom Barlow, our number. Right. Eight. Oh, uh, not, uh, not uh, a defender. Yeah. At a certain angle, at one angle, you saw the player was in the way, and that's what he called the. He looked at VAR, saw that, and said no goal. However, you look at a different angle, all those super secret angles, you would have seen the ball deflected off Tom Barlow's foot real quick there at the end, and that should have disallowed. That should have canceled the offside thing because hmm. it went off one of our guys. And they missed that part. So when they took the goal away, they didn't see the Tom Barlow thing. And then later it came out. It was like, oh, oops, you're right. Tom Barlow should have made it a good goal. So that should have been a 2-2 game. But it was 2-1. We'll take it because we need points. And we need points against yes, New England, so Cincinnati. You were able to join the 26 club. 26 club with a game in hand, I, I might add. And uh, we, oh, yeah. have, we, we have two more games than everybody yeah, else. Yeah, we have two games in hand. I'm not bragging about our position in the table. I'm not. I'm really not. No. I mean, we're all in the same party. Parody at work. But One, like, two, three, four, five teams at 26 points. Montreal, the Red Bulls, Chicago, and Charlotte. Chicago is ahead of us. Yeah. This is this is a sad. But look at the goal difference. I think we would. I think we have the best goal difference, right? We have, we're at negative one, and Montreal's like minus negative nine. one. We have minus four. Montreal is minus nine. Yeah, <clears throat> we should. But be that's not it. That. The first tiebreaker is wins, and Montreal's got eight. We got five. We got all those draws, man. The ties from Burke from uh, from Bloomingdale's from the Bloomingdale's ties section. That, Men's uh, department. Where, where Nick Cushing likes to hang out. <laughs> but yeah, there's all sorts of weird, like that <clears throat> shove was only a yellow. I'm like, what the, f- why is the, how is that not a straight red? That's not right. Well, he just runs and he shoves red. the guy in front of the ref in front of everybody. Uh, Wilfer Nancy got himself a red. Uh, anyway, gold and cup, then they gold went cup, to, gold cup. They went to VAR just to, just to throw out the assistant also. <laughs> it's <was just> so <laughs> weird. It was weird. Oh, MLS officiating. Christina Uncle always defending it, like always, being like, hey, refs could have a bad day. It's like, yeah, but they didn't have bad days every week all season long. So, <laughs> anywho, uh, Gold Cup, baby. We got as long Gold as Cup. we're As long as we're ahead of Toronto. I mean, being behind Chicago is bad. As long as we stay ahead of Toronto, I'm, I'm okay. Toronto is a super dumpster fire. As long as Bernadette is still vaping, they're still losing. Uh, Lorenzo Insigne is on his way to Saudi Arabia. People are saying, like everybody right. else, are we going to Saudi Arabia? By the way, you have and me, we, yeah, we've got yeah, this the, podcast. We're gonna, yeah, they're gonna, they. I mean, everybody's going. Are we go? We must have an offer. Have we? we do we have an offer? We got an offer from Al Halal and Al Itihad. Where do you want to go, Al Halal or Itihad? One has the How, better what, history. What are the offers? How much? This is. Listen, we don't have to. 
let's just be honest, this is going to be about the money. Like how much are they how much are they paying us? One is offering 41 billion dollars a year. Hmm. The other is offering 41.1 billion dollars a year. So what do you think? Oh, that's very close. That's a lot. But one's in the desert and the other's in the desert. Oh. Hmm. And there's no water, no sun. It's a difficult decision. But $41 billion a year. But we can't come out and just say, you know, what are we going to tell people? However, the rules are we have to learn Arabic and we can't broadcast our podcast outside of the Middle Eastern region anymore. It has to remain on the airwaves only. We're not allowed to be on the internet anymore. Only on the airwaves (laughs) in, in the Middle East. All right. What are we going to tell people, though? We don't want to say it's just for the money. That's not good. But forty—I mean, forty-one billion dollars a year—we cannot, we can't turn down. That is too much. This is the Halal Brothers podcast, not to be confused with the very delicious, famous food cart, also called the Halal Brothers. (laughs) No, the Halal Guys is what it's called. Halal Guys, yeah. Used to be Rafiki's. Rafiki's was big in New York, but they, they. Take half, says Hans Wolf. Why would we take less than they're offering? Just to corrupt, yeah. be only half corrupt? Just lose, <laughs> just just give up half of our integrity for yeah. only for, for $21 billion a year? Yeah. Can I it be 21 billion? True. I can't, I can barely, I can scrape by. What the heck is that? I can't even afford food. Gotta, I'm a 41 billion or bust. Gotta pay 21 billion? Are you kidding me? You're living in Hooverville. Uh, anyway, the gold Hans cup. Wolf, Hans Wolf, have you guys already planned to get on a thread social? Yes. In fact, I was looking at all that because our social media game is very poor because I don't. I'm old and I don't like social media. And uh, I try to do my best. I do my best. Put photos to meet the rose ball up. Twitter cool seems photo. Twitter seems to be dying. I was checking out threads the other day and I did not initially enjoy it because you cannot. Apparently, you can't set your feed to only show things from. People you're following. All of a sudden, right. I was reading. I was reading missives by Mark Zuckerberg and Shaquille O'Neal, and like people who I'm not all that interested in. So that that was a that was a turnoff right away. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out because Twitter clearly seems like it's it's imploding. So I don't so know. this is the story. For years, Twitter has pissed people off, and people have gone off. And in my mind, in my heart, I'm like for crying out loud. A nonprofit needs to get together and create a social media thing that we can all use, have a good time. And it's I thought like that was well that's what Blue Sky was. Or that's some... what Mastodon is. Oh. Mastodon, a German social media company. Uh, and they have increases every time Twitter pisses someone off. They have a whole bunch of people from India hopping over because India had a whole thing where they created their own Twitter because they hated Twitter. And like it's this, apparently it failed. But Mastodon should be what we're all going to. It's it's a nonprofit social media thing, just like Twitter, that is uh, open source and free for the public. It's like we shall go to that. It's but no, very, it's an unappealing name. But but but, but why? But yeah, I was wondering guy, too. Why is everybody? Threads, why is everybody gravitating towards the Zuckerberg Meta. thing all of a sudden? Meta yeah. fired all my friends six months ago. Meta is as bad, if not worse, than Twitter. It's like you're hopping from one frying pan to the exact frying pan. It's like, are we stupid? It just no, goes. But that's to- what people on on Twitter like. People on Twitter like to be mad at somebody. They like to they like to be uh, powerless, angry, and powerless. 
the sad thing is we have to go where people are going. And and the only people who have powerful enough to buy word of mouth are the big billionaire companies, like a Twitter, like a Meta. You know, Blue Sky is the other one. Blue Sky, I think, is run by a bunch of former fired Twitter engineers. Right. And they're doing their thing. So, but what I looked up I'm is waiting, I looked up, uh, I'm waiting to be invited to Blue Sky. Oh, you have to be invited? Yeah, you have to be invited. I'll figure that out. I will... My plan is to get on something like Hootsuite, which apparently shut down. But it's sort of aggregator. Hootsuite. It's a company used that if I post on Hootsuite, it then posts to all 10 social media services at the same time. One of those things. Pros use it. So I, I was looking to that for the Schitzel Boys. But that means you're media just service. broadcasting. You're not really engaging. I guess. I don't know. I mean, we're not engaging at all. I think after two and a half years, we have 30 followers at best. So, you know, <laughs> anything I do would improve our social media game. It's not good. Follow us on Twitter for very random photos once every three months. Or for me, at stadiums and food <laughs> reviews. Um, I posted a really cool All photo right. of me at Rose Bowl. So much to talk about. I was at the Rose Bowl. 82,000 fans, Bjorn. Packed Rose Bowl Arena. Fun I game, really, too. A really fun game. I was really excited. Do you know why? Because I wanted to meet Roberto Carlos, an idol from my childhood. Roberto Carlos was there. He was at a meet and they were, so in were the parking you, lot. Oh, so you met him? No. Uh, I was in line. The, the line to meet Roberto Carlos, I was in line at 4.30. And then, or maybe before 4.25. And the line moved so slowly that by 5.45, an hour and a half later, I was still really, really far away from the tent. And then the line dissipated at 5.45. And everyone just randomly followed a guy off in the distance because I was in the back of the line. Mm-hmm. Everyone just followed this guy down the street to the Rose Bowl, which means Roberto Carlos came and went, and I couldn't even see him. Not even from a distance, I couldn't even see him. And then I, I spent an hour and a half waiting in line for nothing. That's my Roberto Carlos story. And then uh, he waved at the stadium, so I have a photo from a million miles away. But the game was amazing. Fireworks from the crowd, flares, singing, dancing. It wasn't just a bunch of people at the stadium. It was a bunch of MLS fans at the stadium. It's like all the fans came out, half LAFC half galaxy they were real fans it was amazing it was such a fun night that's awesome my first time in the rose bowl eighty-two thousand from mls game uh, euro snobs eat it it was an amazing game <laughs> then euro i went to galaxy snobs. philly also a fun game okay gold cup usa canada hans wolf asked if i'm going i'm thinking the semifinals in san diego on wednesday and the finals at sofi and my friend works at sofi even mentioned he could probably get me club seats uh, for, the, for the final. So, although I don't think, I think he's busy that weekend, but technically I could if I wanted to. So I have two games I could go to, and I'm debating to go to both of them. On Wednesday, I have a show. So for me to go to the USA game, I'd have to skip the show, which I might do. So I'm thinking about that. Um, uh, so I might go. But USA eats by Canada. There was a late goal by Brandon Vasquez at his hometown, at his home stadium. It was supposed to be the thing. And we thought this is going to be it. This is going to be it. It wasn't. There was some bonkers handball only caught by VAR. You know, no one saw it really. And Canada got themselves a penalty. Then Schaffelberg, Schaffelboich, scores a winner, supposedly a winner in extra time. It's like, oh, crap. Canada's lead 2-1. Uh-oh. It's an extra time. There's only eight minutes left. Uh, uh, but then we had a big bong, own goal, and we took a 2-2. On to penalties where Matt Turner was a boss. Freaking blocked all but, yeah. I think, one penalty. And uh, we won, baby. Off to Panama we go. The Gold Cup dream. I'm having a, I'm loving this Gold Cup. The games are great. 
They're good games. I'm having a great time watching this Gold Cup. The USA-Canada game was a little boring at first, but it really picked up there towards the end, and it was a lot of fun. And I think the USA-Panama game is going to be equally as fun. And heck, I think the U.S. are going to win themselves on the Gold Cup, Bjorn. A B team against Mexico's A team. Really? I'm, all, I'm here for it, and I love it. I love it. Awesome. USA, I'm just baby. happy. I'm just happy Jimmy Sands is doing well. Yeah, you got a full you got a full analysis from the from the geniuses at the Fox Sports crew, and uh, talked about how important he was and so forth. And yeah, he, he had a, he's been good for the tournament. It's been good for the game. And then Land Donovan had his shiny comments where he's like, Christian Pulisic needs to come to MLS now where he can get game time. And right away online, people are like, well, Land Donovan showing his mental frailty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Losing yeah. brain cells along with his hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like Landon Donovan. I mean, this is this is it's always it's it's really sad to see how there's a certain contingent of users who who just because this team is mostly MLS players, they just want them to fail. They're not rooting for them. Yeah. Well, or they're not. There's, there's, Somebody there's... was tweeting. Who was it? Oh, I don't remember. It was. Uh, um, uh, so I forget who it was, but they were they were tweeting how why did we why did we let Greg Shadow manage? That handball penalty when BJ was doing so well managing the Brandon Vasquez goal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All I know is that there's an ongoing war against American soccer the way it is. And I understand where it comes from. I went on Reddit football, one of the Reddits where they're just like, football, screw soccer, Euro stop central. <laughs> and there was a very simple thread of like, who's your club's worst signing? Everyone put down like uh, Fellaini and Man United and bop, bop, bop. And I didn't. I wasn't trying to troll. I was like, "Oh, I'll answer this." Rafa Marquez, Rebel New York, and I got downvoted so hard, what? suggesting that a Barcelona player could could be a negative impact on an MLS club. Really? Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just sharing the truth, guys. I'm sorry if you don't like it, but it's true. And I'm like, they just the concept of a player from a higher league not walking into an MLS team and dominating is just so foreign to them. When it literally never happens, ever, in 30 years of this league, that has like happened once or twice at best. We've talked about it. Like The best players are Robbie Keane and Giovinco. You know, not, not, not your Mateos's, not your Valderrama's, not your Rafa I mean, Marquez's. David Villa had a good run before yeah. he... Yeah, there are before he, you know, you know, know, what I'm saying is it happens, but it's not an expectation. Different places, different cities, different teams, different scenarios always affect you. So anyway, screw the Euro snobs. Just just, you know, a real soccer fan knows soccer, home soccer leagues and home soccer teams are the backbone of any program. I mean, it's as simple as that. Uh, You know, the Bundesliga at the Prem. But they have the Bundesliga. They have their clubs. They got Mainz. They got players and coaches coming from Mainz, so they can go. So the best, the best can go forward. That's how that works. MLS is the same thing. Brandon Vasquez is being tracked by Borussia Mönchengladbach because of MLS, because he got opportunity to play at Cincy. He didn't play at Atlanta. He found his footing in Cincy. He became a better player. And what do you know? It's maybe time for him to move on to Europe. See how that works, Twitter. Anyway. That's all. That's my See how that Twitter. works, Twitter or Mastodon or, <laughs> Mastodon. or Threads. Find us on Mastodon, Schitzel Boys, only on Mastodon because I refuse to to tweet for a big mega corporation 
We're an ad-free fan cast, and we're going to the nonprofit German nonprofit social media service that many have claimed is already dead, but it doesn't matter. We're going to be there. Mastodon, 10 million registered users. I'm going to get them all. I'm going to get them all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. In reality, find us on Blue Sky and Threads. I might, that might be my project this week is to get us out on all the social all right. media. Okay. Great. I know, I'm trying to think of even set up an Instagram. I don't know. Anyway, I'm loving the Gold Cup. Did you watch the Gold Cup, Bjorn? I did watch that game. Yes, all of it. All 120. Pl- I mean, I'm glad you loved it. I thought this I, I this was not the kind of, where I was like, oh, overtime. It was not a pretty game. Yeah, but the end was exciting. It. it was it very Canada exciting. It got, it got very exciting. Jacob Schaffelberg, yeah, who... who uh, Jakob Schaffelberg, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah his, he um, he uh, he he scored a wild goal. Yeah, no, I mean it was it was exciting, but it was very choppy for a lot of it. Yeah, well, um, the whole time the Canadian John Strong was kept saying like so and so was a leading scorer of MLS Next Pro last season. He brought that up over and over again. I know there were As a lot the, of like lower lower league players in the yeah. That shows the difference with depth between the U.S. of A. and Canada. Their star players and MLS Next Pro guy. Imagine what their Twitter's like. <laughs> I mean, I'm very curious. Canadian fans, if you're listening, are, is, is, it, is Canadian Twitter is equally toxic? I don't think it is. You know. Well, they have a lot of issues. I mean, they 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 can they can focus their anger on their their federation. I mean, they're yeah. bankrupt, right? Like, yeah. I mean, so yeah, they can they can be mad at them instead of each other, perhaps. Yeah. Well, very cool. Am I going to go to the semifinal in San Diego? Am I going to go to the final next Sunday? Tune in next week to find out because the answer for me is maybe on both fronts. As I, All right. at this moment, I do not know. Should well, I go, Bjorn? Should I go? What do you think? Should I go? Sure. Check out San Diego Snapdragon Stadium. Yeah. 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 Not bad. I do love some San Diego. I do love some San Diego. So we'll see. I will be there rooting for my red, white, and blue. It's where my uh, my wife was born. I've never been. Oh, it was, San Diego's lovely. It's really, really cool. So I, I was you. there last year. It was lovely. Um, and New York Red Bulls and YCFC only have two games left, right, to grab some points before the League's Cup starts. You know, we need some points to get out of the 26 club. Really? Do we have – it's not a lot left. Red Bulls have two games left. Maybe you have less because you have a couple – you're a couple games ahead. We have Cincinnati, which is, again, a stiff competition, followed by Rail Salt Lake on the road, which is going to be our longest road game uh, after Seattle. Uh, okay, so we, we have a Wednesday and a Saturday, but you guys are off on Wednesday. All right. And then it's League's Cup. Yeah, you need to get uh, Macy's. Keep the Macy's. ball's alive. Yeah, keep it. I found Nick Kushik at the Macy's tie department. Get yeah. some ties. But then there's a month. Then there's no MLS for over a month. There's like a 35-day break. So, But we have the League's Cup. Um, I think you have the League's Cup. I think I'll just be watching it on TV maybe. 
We'll see. Galaxy playing Leon. Oh, you're not going? I'll Maybe. Go I'm going to be there. Are Leon. you kidding? I'm going to be there uh, with bells on, as they say. We Good. should should we bring up? Should we bring up uh, since we've been you you mentioned MLS Next Pro? I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna bring it up, but you know, last time last time you I believe kicked me when I was down with MLS Next Pro Derby Derby results. Uh, yesterday it was our turn to beat uh, to win the MLS Next Pro New York Derby. I didn't even know it happened. Yeah. Did, did did your U15 team won the world's biggest U15 title two weeks ago or whatever? What? No. New York Red Bulls U15 won the global U15 that's your, world That's Cup. your comeback? I we mean, have some – we have an eight – more important. We have an eight – we have a seven-year-old in the academy that's just crushing it. <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> Poor kid. The fact that two grown men are talking about him on a podcast is, is – No, is, is I'm just great. saying you're, you're, uh, you're changing the subject very quickly. <laughs> So I, I know is what I'm, is what I'm is what I'm pointing out. Congratulations, well done. Uh, as long as long as they're producing talent is all I care about. So keep it up, right. keep it up, you two. Well, all here right. we go then. Cheers. This is fun. This is USA Week. Next week, probably also an hour. We discuss it every week. We don't know. We will have some Germany stuff over the summer, but you know, it's the yeah, summer. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading the I'm reading the Beckenbauer book. And uh, and we're gonna take a, we're gonna talk about economics at some point. At some point, everybody's favorite subject. Everybody's favorite subject. All right, cool. Thank you very much for the shits of boys. Cheers. Just nice to go. Cheers. Thank you as always to Hansel and Daniel Young joining us in the chat. See you guys later.